welcome to my resellers podcast where I'm going to tell you what I've learned in the last two years of being a reseller so you can be a better reseller straight out the gate. Let's talk about brands and sourcing. So first, when you first start your Poshmark closet, you of course want to take things from your own closet and then sell them first. But let's say you don't have anything from your own closet or you've already done that and now you have your $50 or $100 to go sourcing. So sourcing literally means shopping. So you want to first figure out what's in your area. Do you have a Goodwill bins? Is it close to you? Not everyone does. I'm lucky enough to have one within 10 minutes of me. But some people have one. They're not eight hours away from them. So that's not really a viable option to rely on the bins if it's eight or even three hours away from you. I mean, I'm not sure I would drive to the bins ever if it was three hours away from me. But I also have a lot of thrift stores around me. So figure out what stores are around you. Um, do you have Goodwills? Do you have Savers? Because I think that's the equivalent of Salvation Army, not Salvation Army, but um, that's the equivalent of Value Village. And I believe so. Correct me if I'm wrong. But that being said, so you want to figure out what stores are around you, what are their sales days, so you can kind of plan what you're gonna when you're gonna go shopping, and then wait for that sale day to happen, and then go. Don't just go on any given day. I've done that before, and I've made that mistake that I've gone on a non-sale day, and I've spent a lot of money, and you're not getting the best bang for your buck. You might think you are but you're picking up the same brands you would have on a sale day for a whole lot more than you would have paid normally. So if I'm going, I do sometimes still go to thrift stores on non-sale days, but I'm very selective at that point. Like I'm, I will sometimes walk out of there with nothing on those days because I'm not willing to spend the five or $6 a piece of an item or even $10 for jeans or dresses on some thrift stores for just any old dress or jeans. I need to have them be really good. Like if I found, you know, rag and bone for $10, I would buy that. And I have, I found that for $10 at Goodwill of all places. And, uh, which my, my Goodwill overprices a lot of things, which is kind of good and kind of bad in the same way, because that means my bins are better. And I've heard places that have like the flat rate, um, Goodwills that their bins suck so <laughs> it's because people are buying all the merchandise from the flat rate and rather than the prices being all over the place like mine are you know it'd be good and bad although the bins that if that is near you that is a great viable option so some people are a little um they act like princesses I'm just gonna be straight up they act like princesses about it and and talk about how disgusting it is and it's just I'm not a princess and so I'm okay rolling up my sleeves and getting dirty and it's not like you get that dirty it's some people even wear gloves I do not because I want to be able to feel silk and I want to be able to feel cashmere I'm of the mindset that if I expose myself to germs that means my immune system is better what I do is I do bring Peral you know I do like put that on my hands from time to time but you can get some some phenomenal things and it's per pound so you're gonna get the best bang for your buck so if you have five fifty bucks then you could probably get well a little over fifty dollars you can probably get over fifty pounds and then you get the mid-range my bins are a dollar I think they're a dollar fifty nine for under fifty pounds which I've never paid that um a dollar nine for over fifty pounds which I used to do only that or it's eighty nine cents a pound for 
over 100 pounds, which I get over 100 pounds every single time. And I, you know, I've had other resellers talk to me at the bins and like, oh, really? You find 100 pounds? How, how are you even doing that? Because I don't need them to be all like super good items. Like what I mean is, um, I will pick up if it's a blazer and it's loft or a blazer and it's Banana Republic and it's in great condition, I'll pick it up. I pick up a lot of blazers and blazers sell. So it does well in my closet. I end up having kind of a more preppy closet because of where I live. Um, although I love boho and so I try to pick up boho whenever I do see it, you know, cause that is also popular in my area. Um, but I think people tend to hold on to more of that. <laughs> But you can find great items that are either just a little dirty and not stained. I, although I will get some items if they have a little stain or if I feel I can get that stain out because I have pretty good talent getting stains out, then um, I will go ahead and pick up that item. But the bins by far is the best value. It just hands down it is because it's per pound and you can get some great stuff. Two times I've been able to find uh, cashmere sweaters that had nothing wrong with them, no holes, nothing, um, except for the first one I found had a stain on it and it's cashmere. Well, you can wash cashmere in cold water and then then let it sit to dry and that's what I did. I, I put a stain remover on it. I threw it in my... my um, washing machine and I washed it now you gotta make sure it's on cold cold and not on hot or even warm it has to be cold because cold won't shrink a, a cashmere sweater but anything else will and um and I you can do that with wool as well and they say don't wash it but you know what I, I've done it a few times I've done it more than a few times now and it works just fine so but you, you have to make sure your settings right and I always put on delicate cycle so everything I wash is pretty much on delicate cycle because I want it to to not um, be battered when it's in the my washing machine and never dry it never ever ever dry those those sweaters anyway so I did that and the same came right out so it was great so I ended up selling that for a hundred dollars and the entire my entire purchase that day was a hundred dollars I didn't sell it right away it took a while to sell that's fine then I recently found another one and these seller these sweaters had retailed for two over two thousand dollars so and they had no tags on them so they were raw donations and what raw donations means that they were not checked by any um, employee and so they were just dumped into these bins and no one ever looked at them you can find like pockets of of lululemon like that i've watched other resellers that do that uh, that have found pockets of that that are just oh there's like all the same size lululemon and they just kind of scooped them all up which is great when you can do that so you can you can get some fantastic items and i i really love that place as well but I also like to go to different thrift stores to get different items. And so not everyone likes the bins all the time and everyone wants a change of scenery because you can also find some great things at your normal thrift stores. But you end up paying more money that way as well. Like I've never found Rag and Bone at the thrift store, at the bins, but I other people have. So there's certain things like you want to find um, if you have like some kind of reseller's bucket list everyone pretty much has one of those I kind of do like unofficially that I really want to find some brands I've never found but um, I end up going to Goodwill on sale days 
primarily only on Mondays because it's a tag sale day, which one tag is $1.79. So anything that has that tag on it is only $1.79. And you can pick up quite a few items for pretty pretty cheap. And, um, and then I have another thrift store that I go to on Sundays that blows out all their clothes for $0.99 cents each, except for their blue tags, which... Sometimes they put blue tags on Style and Company and stuff like that, which blows my mind. I don't want Style and Company, and I don't tend to pick it up, but unless it's a cool pattern. So I will pick up um, brands like INC and Style and Company and other brands like that if they have, you know, really good, like their jeans and they have like a lot of good patchwork on them. Patchwork is in. Uh, I found these one pair of um, INC International Concepts that used to be sold at Macy's. Um, and well, I guess it's sold in Macy's that are still in around my, my Macy's, my immediate Macy's closed down and it, they have patchwork stars all over them. And so it was really cool. It looked awesome. So I put it in my Poshmark closet for 50 bucks that probably retailed for not much more than $50. Maybe it, it retailed for 50 bucks. And, um, well, given it was Macy's, it probably retailed for like 75, but the lady paid 40. So, well, yeah, she paid $40 for those jeans and she liked them. So it's like, it, you kind of have to give a grain of salt to people that say, oh, only pick up trendy items, only pick up anthropology, only bring up, pick up free people and that kind of thing. It's, it, stars are trending right now anyway. So, I mean, it, it ended up being trendy, but at the time it wasn't. Like at the time it wasn't trending when I picked it up. It sold when it did become trending. So it, you never know when things are going to become trending either. So that's also something to keep into consideration. Now, I have the mindset of slow dime versus fast nickel. And slow dime means you just you have inventory and you hold on to it. I have a basement, a, day, a basement downstairs. Well, obviously it's downstairs <laughs> that has about a thousand square feet, and it's pretty packed. But I, you know, I can hold quite a few items for a long time if I need to. Now I don't tend to hold them that long. I usually can sell them within a year within a year of listing them, they, they'll be sold. And often I sell things within 90 days. So and sometimes, you know, a few items stick around, whatever, but most items I pick up will sell within 90 days. So that's really nice. The more you list, the more money you're going to make. The less you list, the less money you're going to make. That's just the way it is. And, and during slow times, don't stop listing, just keep going because that's going to keep up your momentum. And when people are on Instagram complaining about not selling and then they're like, you know, I'm going to take a day off and go to the beach. That's great. Take your days off, go to the beach, but still list, still list a few items every day. And if you don't have new inventory, relist those items, relist things at the bottom of your closet. So what you can do is you can sort your closet by when you're in your closet, do it by just in and scroll all and, and make sure you're on only available, uh, only available items because you don't want to see your solds and go all the way to the bottom. And that, those are the things that were listed the longest ago. And I don't think that's a word, but that's okay. We're going to go with it. So you listed that a long, long time ago. And it may or may not have good visibility anymore because you listed it so long ago. So what you want to do is you want to take screenshots of your pictures. And what I do is I always put my title in my description 
That way I just have to copy my description box and then I paste it into my title and erased the extra characters and then paste it again in my description and it, and it doesn't take that long to repost a, um, a listing and you want to delete it. I don't care if it has 1,000 likes on it. No one bought that thing with a thousand likes. No one bought it. So you need new fresh likes. And um, and often people, often what I'll do is I will uh, do like deep discount, like offer to likers. And I do offer to likers a lot. And so if it still didn't move and I did a lot of offer to likers, then I relist it. And often it sells right away. So it's really funny when that happens and that really kind of proves that the algorithm will start hiding items that are older because it wants to stay current. So that's also a big thing. Is And I found a big boost in my closet before just taking off items. Like I changed my inventory system a long time ago and probably over about a year ago now and I still had some items from the old system and sometimes I'd lose those and sometimes the items were not in the old system anymore and they definitely weren't in the new system so I went through and I took off all my items from the old system and uh, all of a sudden I got a bunch of sales and I don't know I don't know if they're correlated in any way but I happen to think that probably it did a little bit because Poshmark likes newer things and it likes to offload old things. And so you got to kind of keep on doing relisting and not letting anything get too old. So I think 90 days is a really good window. And now I'm going way beyond the scope of this podcast. Um, and I'll, you'll probably end up hearing that again later on. So to recap what I said is you want to get your budget, find your stores that are near you, um, figure out your game plan of attack for being able to go to them and um, getting your items. Uh, if you are looking for anthropology, just remember the RN number 66170. I know it's also shared by free people, which is obvious if it's a free people piece um, because it always says free people of some kind and or we the free or something. There's something free about it um, in, in the label and Urban Outfitters. Now, Kimchi Blue, that's Urban Outfitters. I've, you know, used to think that was anthropology, but sometimes I'll still pick up Kimchi Blue because it's really, some of those items are really cute. So you got to think of it like, you can really, usually you can tell by the, the feel of, and the construction of the item. So Urban Outfitters, I think is like the bottom of the price points for that RN. And then uh, Free People tends to be somewhat in the middle. It has nicer pieces and they're really boho. Like uh, Urban Outfitters Outfit tends to be a bit more surfery that I, I find. But um, Anthropology is more classy. It is also boho a lot of the time, but it's also better construction. So when you're looking at the labels, they're usually really pretty or really ornate in some way. And you're like, oh yeah, you must be. And then you check the, it's usually on the tag that tells you the material content. Usually that's where the RN number. Sometimes it's right there on the size tag that's up in the collar. So you just kind of have to figure out where it's at. Sometimes the tag doesn't exist anymore. And you just have to remember like Maeve, it's anthropology and M-A-E-V-E. Don't let your phone switch it to mauve. It happens to me a lot. And people are kind of jerks. 
And they'll be like, Maeve, question mark, even though you have a picture of the tag in your in your listing. Yes, of course I meant Maeve. I didn't mean Mauve, but my phone autocorrected it. So I just, I find that a little, when people are passive aggressive about that, and, you know, I, of course, I'm really nice about it. And I'm like, oh, thank you so much for 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 pointing out that. Uh, it really helped me or something. They never respond. Whatever. I think they're just trying to, I don't know, be an asshole that day. Whatever. And, um, and that's okay because no one's perfect. No matter, no matter who is talking, they're not perfect either. And I don't care what they think because we're human and we're going to make mistakes. You're human. You're going to make some mistakes and it's going to be okay. I just want you to know that you might swap a, a, a one package with another. I hope you don't. I've done it and it sucks. Um, but in a later podcast, I'm going to show you, I'm going to, you know, help you figure out to not how to not do that with the Poshmark packages. And so that doesn't happen to you ever, hopefully. So thank you for listening. And I hope you got a lot out of this. And um, it's mainly about sourcing rather about brands. But um, yeah, <laughs> thank you so much. <laughs>